It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good morning and afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Today with Kent Sterling. Today we're talking about the Pacers, and we'll talk a little bit about Tom Brenneman and his errors, plural, last night. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, make an appointment, put him in charge of your dental health, 317-849-2933. I've been a patient there the last 26 years. All right, let's talk about the Pacers and the Heat. Game two of this series, really important game two, Today, 1 o'clock on ESPN. The Pacers win this. They're right back in the series. They lose this. they got to win 4 of 5 in order to move on to round 2 for the first time since 2014. They haven't won a playoff game in quite a while. Getting that done would be a big deal. We welcome to the show the great Victor Oladipo. How are you, Vic? And uh, first of all, I want to you deal with a lot of adversity. You had the you had the injury. Now you get swiped in the eye and all of this. How do you deal with all that adversity? I have a lot of faith. You know, I'm a very positive, outgoing guy, um, and I wouldn't be here without my Lord and Savior. So, at the end of the day, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, it could have been far worse. Um, the circumstances could have been far worse. Um, and I remember a year ago today, I couldn't even walk, uh, let alone play the game I love. So I'm not taking anything for granted. I uh, mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, like I said before, you know, uh, I can't question him. He's brought me this far. And I got to continue to remind myself that I've come a long way. I'm not even supposed to be here in the situation I'm in right now. So I trust my process. Um, and at the end of the day, I just got to continue to keep moving forward and keep doing what I can to help this team on and off the court. After you got whacked in the eye, you got a chance to watch some of game one. What did you see? Um, I was able to watch a little bit of it. Um, actually, most of the game, I had to, unfortunately, uh, couldn't catch, you know, some of the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, I feel like we're right there. You know, um, uh, one or two maybe even three more plays, better execution, uh, getting a few more stops. Um, and I think we got a real chance of winning this series. You know, obviously it's one game, um, but it's a long series, seven games. So we just got to continue to take it one game at a time um, and, and go out there and compete like we've been competing all year, adjust like we've been adjusting all year. 
and everything else to take care of itself. Is the Heat kind of key on T.J. Warren? How does that open up the rest of the floor for you and your teammates? You know, obviously he's been having a great bubble, so, you know, they're going to be uh, hounding on him. Um, and, you know, we, we trust that he'll make the right play, and everybody else got to be ready to play and make the right play as well. So, I mean, it's a part of the game, uh, figuring it out. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it, but that really ain't going to solve anything. So we just got to go out there and execute um, find ways, obviously, like Coach said, we watched film today. Um, we learned uh, what, we, what we could do better. Now it's our job to go out there and apply it. How can you guys counter what the Heat do defensively and what they do is switch one through five? Um, I think just be smart. Uh, you know, today, like I said, we watch film. Um, we see um, some places on the floor where we could get better. Um, some places on the floor where uh, we could execute better. Um, and now we just got to go and apply it. I think, you know, if we do that and we go out there and we trust each other, you know, trust the game plan, I think everything else will be fine for us. So we just got to go and compete. Um, and I believe we win. I believe we can win. Um, and we just got to do it together. All right, that's Victor Oladipo. Now we welcome to the show the great Nate McMillan, the coach of the Pacers. Nate, I asked Vic, and now I'll ask you, what do you do to counter the Heat's ability to switch one through five? Uh, you know, teams been switching all season long. That's the new NBA uh, where, you know, most teams switch one through four. There are some teams that are capable of switching one through five. And Miami is a team that switches one through five. You know, when we uh, see that type of defense, we got to recognize where the matchup is and try to take advantage uh, of the matchup, whether that's on the perimeter or in the post. Uh, and uh, then we have to give the proper spacing, uh, be patient, and take a look where those matchups are, are at and try to take advantage of it. Uh, this is the new NBA. Everybody is, uh, especially in the playoffs, you know, most of these teams in the playoffs are capable of switching everything, and it becomes a one-on-one -on -one game, and uh, you have to figure out where the best matchup is for you, and you have to win that matchup. Hey, how much did Vic's injury and Aaron Holiday's foul trouble kind of restrict you from implementing what you wanted to do in game one? Yeah, it really, it really did change up uh, a lot, uh, you know, for us uh, when, uh, you know, both guards who, are, you know, uh, play a lot of minutes in your rotation uh, are out with uh, foul trouble and injury. And I think it really just, uh, you know, really took uh, Aaron out of his game uh, because he, he was in foul trouble and really didn't have an opportunity to uh, you know, play a lot of minutes uh, out there and get into a rhythm, into a flow. And then to lose Victor, uh, you know, all of a sudden now we have uh, Ed Sumner uh, you know, playing you know, really big minutes and uh, playing with a uh, combination of guys out there that he hasn't played a lot of minutes. So it was a, it was a major adjustment, but it's just... Again, you know, all of our guys, we, we talk about this all the time. You have to be ready to play both mentally and physically because you never know when things like that is going to happen. And uh, you could be thrown out there and, you know, starting, playing big minutes uh, in, the, in, in the spare of a moment. Do you view game two of this series as a separate event or is this a continuation of kind of one unit being that series? Well, we, I mean, it is somewhat of a continuous situation. They, they, they won game one, 
and now we have to uh, counter and make some adjustments and do some, uh, you know, some things better uh, to win game two. And, uh, you know, we went over uh, film uh, this morning and, you know, made some, uh, some tweaks, uh, some adjustments on both ends of the floor, the defensive end of the floor, as well as the offensive end of the floor, uh, because they're going to come in and, and pretty much do the same thing that they were doing uh, in last night's game uh, until we, we uh, end up, until we do a better job. So, uh, yeah, it is somewhat of a continuation from uh, game one. Hey, what you see from Miles Turner that you kind of liked, and how are the Heat matching up with him? What are the Heat doing to try to keep Miles Turner down? Well, I mean, they are, you know, doing some different things. Uh, they're, they're playing Miles different than they would play Domas. And, uh, you know, you know, so he has to just, uh, you know, play our game uh, in the sense there is a lot of ball reversal with our five man. Uh, you know, when they do uh, do all of that switching, uh, you know, sometimes he has a small on him in the post. You know, we have to drop that and we have to, uh, you know, win that uh, matchup if, if we, we take that matchup. So, you know, they're doing some things uh, against Miles uh, that they uh, didn't do uh, uh, against Domas uh, when he played. Uh, and when the opportunity is there, uh, you know, we certainly want him taking shots, but we don't want guys, you know, going out forcing uh, anything. You have to value every uh, possession. And I thought last night uh, we, we came down and we had a couple of quick looks uh, against uh, their defense. And if you do that, I think you're playing right in their hands. Uh, this is a team that's going to defend your first and your second option. you got to get to your third and your fourth option uh, in order to uh, get a good look. All right, that's Nate McMillan. Game time again, 1 o'clock. Pacers win this. They're back in it. They lose this. Like I said, they got to win four of the last five in order to move on. And that is a tall order because the Miami Heat play with great activity. The most active team, the more active team, is usually going to be the team that wins games if talent is equal. And in game one, the Heat were just more active, especially late in that game when it came to winning time. Any team, and we've seen this with Pacers teams in the past, any team can hang in for three quarters and even into the first half of the fourth quarter. But at that point, something clicks for winning teams, and they go out and get stuff done. And that's what the Heat did in game one. The Pacers are going to have to play a complete 48 minutes and shoot the ball really, really well in order to beat the Heat. We'll see if they can do it. Let's talk about Tom Brenneman for a minute. Tom Brenneman, broad, longtime broadcaster, man. He has been a Major League Baseball broadcaster, done a lot of football, too, for Fox over the past 33 years. And last night, he made a critical error. He forgot to treat every microphone like it's live. And if you don't do that, at some point, you're going to slip up. The producer's going to slip up, going to open up a microphone when it shouldn't be open, and all of a sudden, you're going to be looking for work. And last night, during game one of a doubleheader between the Reds and the Royals on Fox Sports Ohio, Tom Brenneman said the F word. Not the F-U-C, you know, word, but the F asterisk G that is a horrific, offensive, derogatory remark that is uh, that gays correctly are very offended by. Uh, and, and so he used that term in the way that it offends people. And, and so it, that was in the seventh inning of game one. He was allowed to continue to broadcast. 
into the fifth inning of game two of that doubleheader. And a lot of people on social media, they were saying, why? Why is he still on? I'll tell you why he was still on. I've been involved in these things before as a manager, and here's what happens. The producer on site calls the program director, the ops manager, and says, hey, we got a problem. Uh, Tom just said this word, and uh, it went out live. We've got social media feedback saying that people heard it. Okay, so then the ops manager calls his boss. His boss calls attorneys and HR people. They get together either personally or via a Zoom call, which is probably the way it happened yesterday because we're all doing everything by Zoom call. And they say, okay, how do we handle this? What's our protocol? What do the contracts say? How, in what way do we mitigate whatever damage has been done? The decision's made. It took a while for them to make that decision. Tom Brenneman issued an apology just prior to the fifth inning of game two, and then he was goners, and they had somebody on hand to replace him as the play-by-play guy of that game between the Reds and the Royals. That's the way that kind of thing is delayed. Gone are the days of William Paley as a head of CBS picking up a phone and saying, get Merle off the air. That doesn't happen these days. This is a collective decision made by a managerial team, and if one guy acts or one person, one manager, acts independently, that's a big problem for that manager. So nobody does that anymore. It's all phone calls. It's Zoom calls. It's it's getting together in a conference room and figuring out legally what has to be done and what should be done in order to mitigate damage. So that's why it took so long to get Brenneman in front of the camera to apologize. And that apology was completely inglorious. It was the first paragraph, good. Second paragraph, wrong, because he invoked man of faith, that phrase. I am a man of great faith. Really, men of great faith don't use that word. This is the refuge that supposed men of faith utilize in order to gain some kind of leeway within the Christian community. That's what happens. You saw it with Jimmy Swagger. You saw it with Jim Baker. These pious guys get in front of people and say, I'm a man of faith. I apologize. You're not a man of faith because your actions, your words, your thoughts, the sum of those three things equal what you are. And what Tom Brenneman did last night was not befitting a man of faith. So nonsense, utter nonsense. Then later, what Tom Brenneman did, I, I thought was beyond the pale. What Tom Brenneman did was try to rally troops around him. I, this is not who I am, which, again, completely wrong. And, and he said, there are those who uh, can back me up. You know what? How wrong-headed is that? Just express your contrition and move on. That is Sports Nothing But Sports for Thursday, August 20th. We'll be back tomorrow morning hopefully talking about a Pacers victory, Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock straight up on Facebook Live, and then on Periscope and Twitter at about 8.15. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.